Between the time that I served at the Wayne County Jail and the years I spent in the New York State prison system as a chaplain, I ministered to inmates for almost 30 years. And when I look back on those years, there's two experiences that stand out over and above all others in their spiritual intensity. One of them was a wonderful celebration that we had of the Easter Vigil. The Mass was celebrated by Father John Dillon. The other was a penance service. And two visiting priests, Father Paul Bonacci and Father Roy Kiggins, who often helps us out here at our parish, came to hear confessions. The priests offered a brief prayer with the men. And while um, they awaited their turn for the sacrament, the men sat in plastic chairs in a simple room as they watched the movie, The Passion of the Christ. I stood in the hallway with the men as they waited in line for about two and a half hours. I watched and at times I spoke with them as they stood expectantly, sometimes shaking, most of them with their eyes filled with tears and some of them crying unashamedly, even in front of the guards and their fellow inmates. And I watched as they came back out with tears again, but tears of joy and with a lighter step and with peaceful smiles. I spoke with several of them afterwards. They were very joyous. And it was obvious that something had happened that night. They had met Christ in that sacrament. They had been healed by their Savior. In the tombs of their sinful hearts, they had encountered the same Jesus. They had heard the same Jesus who had once called his friend Lazarus forth from the grave. And they were healed. They were set free. When the last confession was finally heard, the priest and I returned to the room where the men were. How ironic. At that point in the movie, as we entered the room, Jesus was just saying, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And the room, although it was filled with men, was completely silent. Now unknown to me, because I was waiting in the hallway, during the movie, the men had filled two sympathy cards for Father Roy, words with words of encouragement in them. Because he came to the prison that night, even though he had buried his own mother that very morning. Father Roy said he could best honor his mother by coming to offer the sacrament to the men. And he spoke of how appropriate it was that in the morning he had, in a sense, handed his mother over to eternal life. And in the evening, he was able to offer the gift of Christ's forgiveness to the men. The men responded with cheers and applause. How much like a tomb that prison was until the forgiving voice of Christ called out, Come out, come out. Come out of your fear, come out of your timidity, come out of your hesitation and apprehension, your addictions and your anxieties. Come out of your sins and be set free. Really live in the here and now. You know, in our gospel today, even Martha and Mary, those women of great love and of great faith, seemed a bit confused about the meaning of eternal life. When they said, Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. 
But Jesus' response goes far beyond the issue of the raising of Lazarus. I am the resurrection and the life, he says. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Because to live is Christ. For he does not simply preach about or promise eternal life. He is life. I am the resurrection and the life, he tells us. But what else does he say? When Lazarus comes forth from the tomb, Jesus says, untie him and let him go. And that's what my men experienced that night. Christ the liberator, who says to us, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and the truth shall set you free, wants each one of us to be free, to be set free. Christ wants you to be free. And this is what the journey of Lent is all about. This is what we see are dramatically confronted with on Palm Sunday, on Holy Thursday, on Good Friday, and on Easter Sunday. For when we find ourselves in the tomb of our anxieties, in the tomb of our fears, in the tomb of materialism, in the tomb of addiction to drugs, to alcohol, to pornography, in the tomb of the desire for prestige or power in the tomb of selfishness and especially in the tomb of our sins. When we find ourselves even in the tomb of death, there is only one voice that can call us forth, the voice of Jesus, the same voice that brought all things into existence, the same voice that called Lazarus from the dead. I am the resurrection and the life, says the Lord. No one can come to the Father except by me. I saw men come out of a tomb that night. You could see it. Their faces were shining. It was the voice of Jesus, the Son of God, that they heard. And they met that night in that tomb, that prison that became a holy place. As you go about the practice of your religion with its moral and its doctrinal teachings, with its practices and obligations and its feast days and its fast days. Do not forget what it's all about, that in the fullness of time, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to take upon himself not only our human nature, but even our sins, even our sins, and to call us forth from darkness into light, from sorrow to joy, from fear to freedom, and from sin to holiness, and even from death to life, and to untie us and set us free. What can bring greater joy in this life than to be set free of your sins, to find forgiveness, deliverance in Christ Jesus? It can be so easy to take for granted the very generous and superabundant grace that God pours out on us each day. But especially as Easter approaches, listen to the voice of Christ as he says to you, come forth, come forth from your sins, come forth from your fears, from darkness and doubt, come forth from death, come forth to life, light and to joy, come forth to eternal glory, 
and be set free.